As we discover together, as we uncover many aspects of law of attraction, spiritualism, and science. To see all possibilities, to see the wonder, and to see the magic that makes up all that is you, me, us, love. Along the way, we can attract wisdom. I'm delighted you're here with me exploring. The journey's always better with friends. Hello, my friends. Here I am as Isabel, delighted that you are here with me, spending some time with me again. In this episode, I would like to bring this idea of fun. Are you having fun in life? Do you wish you were carefree? Do you wish that you could play and have fun like you were as a child? Do you have a belief that playing is irresponsible? Or do you believe you do not have time to play? Or have you forgotten how to play? Do you feel weighed down with responsibilities and things that just have to get done? Are people relying on you? Do you have a belief if you do not do it, it will not get done? Do you take time out for yourself? And when you do, what kind of time is it? Do you like veg out, watch TV? Do you get lost on your phone? And at times, do you feel burnt out? We can all relate to this story. We can relate to the story we tell ourselves. If you say a lot of shoulds to yourself, I should do this, I should go there, I should respond, you fill in the blank. Or how about the woods of other people? If he would only, if she would only, if they would only. Or how about the coulds? He could have done it differently. She could have behaved differently. What's wrong with people? Pay attention to your thoughts, my friends. The clues of the words, shoulds, coulds, and woulds, these are words your ego uses. And your ego is based in fear. I would like to say your ego is all about survival. Your ego is a beautiful creation. It has been created by you to protect you. And also your ego was created by you to show you what you are not. Now, your ego defends your persona and your persona is your creation. You have adopted a persona or personality traits. For example, I have created Isabel and I would say Isabel is kind, she's passionate, she says words backwards all the time. Uh, she's an okay housekeeper, not the greatest. She's a good mom and etc. Now, if you said to me, Isabel, you are really mean and you are unkind and you are selfish. Well, my ego would swoop in and I would defend myself. I would say, I'm not mean. You totally took that the wrong way. 
or what do you mean I'm not kind? What do you mean I'm not, I'm selfish, right? I would defend myself. Now, if you said to me, I'm a shitty ballerina, I would laugh and say, all right. And I wouldn't necessarily defend myself as a ballerina because I haven't defined myself as a ballerina. Ballerina, Your ego is that voice, that self-talk when we worry about the future or what we worry about tomorrow or the next day or where we're going or five years from now. We play a loop in our minds and that fear deepens in us. And then we act on an urge to control it, to prevent the fear. And then because we can't really control anything, it stresses us out and play, fun, who has time for that? So you see how it's all interconnected? I think an easy way to kind of disengage the ego is to play, is to have fun. And I get it because even me, I need to remind myself to play, to have fun, to lighten up. Nothing serious is going on, yet I take it so serious. I'm so tied to the expectation of an outcome. And yet, even though I have been mentored by physical entities and non-physical entities, my friends, reminding me that the present moment is the most important moment to follow inspiration, to have fun, to be light, to take a stance of curiosity, ask what is next, allow things to flow to me and just relax. It is all good. It's all perfect. It's just our perspective. I still need reminding. I still need to connect within. And I think as we go on this journey, it will, and it has, I hope it's um, for those of you listening, that it is getting easier for you, that you are more in the present moment, that you are releasing control, right? We're going to discuss limiting beliefs and what they are and how they limit us, and what does it mean about allowing and how we are moving from fear to love. In this session, we're back with my psychic friend, and at times her voice is very soft, but don't you worry, I will repeat what is said so you can hear the nuggets of wisdom. Now, let's dive in into her second session, and my first question is, how is she doing? How is Kelly doing since our last session? Better. Oh, that's wonderful. Is she feeling more joy? She is. Oh, that's so nice. She said she was concerned about her chakras. Did you feel like she was blocked or does she need work on those? Her heart is still heavy. Mm-hmm. Is it um is it something old from her childhood? 
She misses her childhood. Oh, she misses. She misses being carefree. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. Is there something you can do to help her? She needs to go out and have fun again. Okay. Well, that sounds like fun. <laughs> she needs to be happy. Yeah. She needs to get out of the house. Mm-hmm. That will help her. Mm-hmm. She needs to take walks. Mm-hmm. To bring her son with her. Oh, very nice. And when the spring comes, she needs to go into the forest. Uh-huh. Clear her energy there. Okay. Isn't that wonderful that the first thing she says is she needs to be happy. She needs to get out of the house. That will help her. She needs to take walks. Bring her son with her. And when the spring comes, she needs to go into the forest and clear her energy. These are common messages that we receive from our non-physical friends and your higher self and your guides. Connecting with nature is a way to feel happier. Energetically, there's a lot going on. And yes, you will hear this reoccurring theme over and over again. Get outside. Connect with Gaia. Did I ever share with you one of my Gaia stories? She is a real entity and very powerful. Her energy sort of reminds me of a corporate CEO woman, a leader, a no-nonsense kind of energy. And even though Gaia is very loving and she was very loving with me, when I connected with her, I did have this thought, ah, this is why you do not mess with Mother Nature. I would not want to mess with Gaia. She is very powerful indeed. And I just knew that she could wipe us out. Like, <laughs> I just knew that if Gaia chose it, we would not be here. So thank you, Gaia, for allowing us to be on this earth, to be on this journey with you. We really appreciate it. You're absolutely beautiful and magnificent. And thank you for all the things that you provide so that I can have this wonderful experience. I have discussed connecting with nature before, but let me remind you that when you connect with Gaia, it is an actual frequency that resets you. The earth is your tuning fork. And when you are out of sync with earth, you feel yucky within your body. That is what happens to you when you fly around the globe. The jet lag is really you out of sync with Earth. There's a great book that um, talks about energy, and it's called Energy Medicine by Donna Eden. 
It's free on Hoopla. Um, it's a library app in the United States. I don't know if you have access it, access to it everywhere, uh, in the, on the globe, but if you are in the United States, check out Hoopla. It's a library app. And if you are not in the United States, of course, you can find this book on amazon.com. I will put a link up on my Facebook page and my website under threads and gems. Uh, energy medicine is really interesting and I hope you enjoy it. All right, let's listen back in. That she needs to figure out her purpose. Yes, she does. Mm-hmm. Now, are you helping her in any way to help her figure out her purpose? I am. Mm-hmm. Um, is, I said to her perhaps that she needs to clear her limiting beliefs? She does. Yeah, yeah. She has to work through them. She has to clear them before she can really move on. Okay. Are you wondering what your life purpose is? There's a purpose for all of us, my friends. Your higher self or your soul is helping you remember your life purpose. And part of that process is clearing out your limiting beliefs. Notice how she said, to my friend, she has to clear her limiting beliefs. She has to work through them. She has to clear them before she can really move on. Let me ask you this. How many of you are examining your beliefs? How many of you even looked at your beliefs that have been told to you versus experienced. Go on now. I want you to pause right now and think about your beliefs, how many have been told to you versus experienced. Did you come to a similar conclusion that most have been told or taught? And is it possible that these beliefs were to control you so that you conform to society? I'm not saying these beliefs are wrong or right. I'm just asking you to pause, to look, and examine. As a society, as humans, we are working through our limiting beliefs all the time, over years, centuries, decades. And we have been moving from fear to love. One of society's limiting beliefs that you can see that there are pockets around the globe that have different levels around the belief is about equality, that we're equal, that we're all worthy. Can you not see some countries are more loving with that idea? Can you see some of us personally are working through it? Are you accepting of others? What are some of your personal limiting beliefs? For me, I have many limiting beliefs 
that I am personally working through. A big one if is for me, if I don't behave properly, I will lose money, security, love. This belief, if I don't behave a certain way, is very strong in me. And I have varying degrees around this belief. Like, for example, I must have a job, which I know a lot of people who do not have jobs live and survive and are totally taken care of, right? There are many ways of abundance that can flow to you. Even in my own family, my inner family, I had an aunt, Aunt Claudie, that didn't have a job for over 15 years and lived. And for me, having a job, I think of if I'm doing my passion, is it really a job? And how about this? If you do have a job, can you see how it is for you? Can you feel passionate about where you are right now? It is not random wherever you are. It is really for your highest good. It's a vibrational match and there are reasons where you are right now. The mundane is a vehicle for greater growth and expansion. To see everything is for you. To see your own self-worth. If you look at your limiting beliefs, they all relate to our survival. I would say our limiting beliefs trigger fear of loss or death. And I can see how this has permeated through me. All these limiting beliefs is a fear of loss. All right, let's go back into the session and let's get confirmation. So understanding that everything is right, that everything is for her. And everything is okay and it's okay. Mm -hmm. And what she's doing is okay. Yeah. And everything she wants to do is okay. You see, judging that is not okay. Sometimes she does. Mm-hmm. She questions herself. Oh, yeah. She doesn't have to question herself. Mm-hmm. That's nice. Everything is okay. And it's okay. She's doing okay. Everything she wants to do is okay. She doesn't have to question herself. She doesn't have to. Let's pause on this idea for a moment. I think we all question ourselves. I think we feel what we're doing is not okay. We could be doing better. Or is it good enough? Are we good enough? I should be doing it differently. I should be different than who I am. To accept yourself completely is ironic, isn't it? Do we completely love ourselves? 
Meaning, do you accept all of yourself or do you want to change something about yourself? What would you want to change? Do you see how easy it is to judge yourself? How quickly it's, it could go to, to judge, right? It's easy to judge. And yet our higher self completely loves us and knows everything is okay because our higher self is us. If you could go back to yourself when you were a little child, wouldn't you tell that child the first time you cried over something that it was going to be okay and that it was going to turn out okay? I think that's how our inner beings or our higher selves sees us. They see all of us, our multidimensional selves, living lives all at once and moving us along to rediscover ourselves here on earth at this time of great ascension. And what you deem as doing wrong or not right or not good enough to see the wanted and the unwanted I think at times this is hard for us because we have so much momentum in this idea that we are alone and we are separate and we must survive. And for me, doing this work who channels and connects every day with my non-physical friends and, of course, my guidance with my inner being, Isis, I still get thrown back into fear that I am alone. And then I say, wait a second, I'm not alone. I have Isis and Athena and my Arcturian friends all assisting me. We have so many non-physical friends, guys. We have angels. We have aliens. We have so many spirits helping and assisting us. We are really not alone, not for one second. And yet we have adopted so many beliefs that we are separate and that we must do things on our own. Friends, you are a being of light. You are a spirit. You are never alone. And your higher self and inner being is taking care of you and loves you tremendously. You do not have to focus on survival. Just play, relax, and allow yourself to receive all that is needed. Let's listen back in about visions. And her ability to, um, she was talking about the visions. Very exciting. But she saw somebody's death that kind of um, she was unsure about because it came true. But that's her ability, right? It is. Mm-hmm. She has seen many things, mm-hmm. does not remember. Oh, okay. And can you tell her what the purpose of, the like why she has the ability to see visions? She will be a medium. 
Oh, okay. She will help people. Mm-hmm. How cool are the visions, right? She has seen many things and she does not remember. Visions are sent by your inner self, your higher self, your inner being. My friend is a medium and she will help people. I have a lot of psychic friends out there that receive these similar types of visions of predicting someone's death. There is a reason why you are receiving these visions and they are sent to you in love, not for you to fear. It may trigger fear in you. It may put fear in you, but I get it. But please remember, death is not a true death, meaning the person that you see is just transitioning. They are an entity that will continue on and on. It is just this physical form that is transitioning. Every living thing is governed and guided, and there is no true death. It is not by accident. The soul has to agree on the transition. Again, there is no accidents when anything transitions. Old age, murder, war, eating the chicken, stepping on the ant, it does not matter. There are many things in play that your higher self is very aware. Yes, I understand the feeling of loss. Yes, I understand the feeling of fear. I can relate, but death is a transition. And for whatever reason, the soul has agreed and decided to choose that point of transition. So my psychic mediums out there, I honor your ability and I honor the work that you do to help the lost souls, the confused souls that are not connected with their higher selves and need some guidance and an extra helping hand. So thank you for doing your work. I really appreciate it. Let's listen back in. It helps her to heal people Mm -hmm. and herself. Ah. We communicate that way with her. Okay. We send messages. Is she understanding the messages? Sometimes. Yeah. Um, Can you give her an example of a message that you were trying to send her that she didn't understand? The ball of fire. We sent her a vision of ball of fire. 
She didn't know what it meant. And what did it mean? That was the first message we sent her. Oh. It was her awakening. Oh. That represented her awakening? Yes. Oh, how beautiful. <laughs> I really like how she explains this, the higher self. It helps her to heal people and herself. I want to bring attention to this simple statement. It will help her heal people and herself. There are so many layers, my friends. We think these little things or big things represent just one thing, one facet. But play along with me. She sees the signs. You can see the signs. And when you receive a sign, look for the deeper meaning. Play along. There are always many meanings to the messages we receive from our friends on the other side. They are master orchestrators. And the duck is just one thing for them. What I mean about that is, you know, we're taught like, well, it's it's just a duck. A duck is a duck, right? No, 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 no. They communicate with us symbolically. If you see an animal, I would say a lot of us see animal messages, butterflies, dragonflies, a bird. Uh, for me, the hawk, every time I see a hawk, I understand it's my non-physical friends that I'm achieving a high spiritual level. So I just want you to pause when you see the signs from your higher self and your guides to really look at it in different ways. There will be some times that we don't understand. For example, she does not understand all the messages. We sent her a vision of ball of fire. She did not know what it meant. That message was her awakening. I'm going to touch upon what awakening means. We are becoming aware, or you are becoming aware, that you have a higher self, that there are non-physical entities, that you are eternal, that you are moving from fear to love. You are becoming aware of source within you, the divine within you. You are understanding there is an abundance and a power beyond measure. You are beginning to understand that you are aligned with your higher self and inner being. And you are less in your ego mind, survival. You are beginning to understand the universe. 
you are beginning to understand you are a vibrational being and the universe works in vibration and frequency, that you are the universe, that you are not separate from source, that you are source. That is the awakening. And you, if you are listening to this podcast, you are awakening or you are awake. Let's listen back in. What about, can you give her an example of a message she did understand that you sent to her? It was a vision. Uh-huh. It was of the fireplace. The stove in the fireplace. And she saw Oscar take the stove out of the fireplace and take it outside because it was on fire. She saw him from above. Uh huh. And he was upset. Uh huh. There was going to be a fire in the house. Ah. Uh-huh. Because of the stove. So they got rid of it. Oh, that's nice. So that's a wonderful communication. Yeah. And there was validation. Uh Uh-huh. Two other people said the same, that there would be a fire. Uh Ah. If they didn't remove the stove. Mm Mm-hmm. How nice was that, that she got the vision that the stove would catch fire. When my friend woke up, she confirmed that the stove, uh, she knew a friend who had the same stove that caught on fire and that their house did burn. So if it's not for your highest good to experience something, your higher self will send you messages to help you. And that vision was sent for her highest good. She didn't need to experience the fire. You have a whole team, my friends, of guides, your soul, your inner being. They are communicating with you. So listen, go within, become quiet. All right, let's listen back in. So she's trusting in the visions now. She is. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's lovely. So does she, um, who I'm speaking with, is there multiple entities? There are. Oh, so she has many guides right now, huh? Yes. Oh, that's so nice. Um, so she, she talks about the visions. She feels that she, she did say she didn't understand all of them. But it's always for her highest good, seeing these visions. It is always. Yeah. So even if she sees something that's not, you know, uh, her cousin, um, I told her that her cousin 
determined his exit point, that she didn't need to feel poorly about that. That is true. Yeah. And, um, and I have another friend who sees visions and she sees people, uh, their, their death, but is it, it's not necessarily to prevent the person from leaving. Is it to assist the families? Is it to assist the soul that's leaving? It is all of those things. All of those things. It's dependent on the yes. entity. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I know, because I think sometimes, it's, you know, at this frequency, we, we're, we're, we just don't know, you know, why would we, we, why would we be able to see these types of things? But it's always for our highest good. Yes. Yeah. There are many guides when I, um, she was under and I was speaking with many multiple entities and it was nice to get confirmation that these visions are sent for everyone's highest good. Let's listen back in. So Kelly, I know you're there listening. So when you see these visions, just know that you'll be guided to either help the family or uh, they'll move you along where you need to go when you get these visions, but it's for everyone involved and there's nothing to fear. And they send these visions out of love, not to scare you. (laughs) I hope that helps you, my medium friends out there. I know a few of you are resisting your gifts and it's okay. It's all good. But let's listen back in about attachments of entities. So, you know, we were talking about like um, dark soul moments, you know, and she was saying for like, uh, there was a time for a year and a half that she said she had these entities attached to her. And I said, that's not random. It is not. Yeah. She couldn't figure it out. Oh. She couldn't figure it out. Mm-hmm. So we had to find a way to teach her. Oh, it was a teaching lesson for her. Okay. Yes. Yeah. She, she needed to get on her path. Ah. Yeah. That's wonderful. And um, being a medium, is she working with the the entities that recently departed? She is. Oh, okay. And lost souls. Oh, and lost souls. Okay. She is their light. Oh, how beautiful. And she crosses them. Oh. She couldn't figure it out. So we had to find a way. She needed to get on her path. And that means her higher self allowed these attachments to attach to her. And when my friend woke up, she was a bit mad at her higher self because these attachments really drained her 
and she was sick for over a year. Now, don't get into a panic. Your higher self knows what they are doing. Remember, your higher self is you. And if you are meant to get onto your path, they will send any message to put you on your path. You may not understand why you are experiencing things in your physical reality. I get it. But nothing is random. This is why they wish for us to understand and accept everything in our reality. Because everything in our reality is really a gift to us. It's this concept to see the wanted and the unwanted as both beautiful. I am beginning to see how these contrasting things in my life, such as lack and abundance, are both beautiful and good, and how they are truly for my highest good. To experience the knowing and the unknown to experience sadness and joy, to experience anger and forgiveness. These emotions, these perceptions are part of my human experience of discovering who I truly am and who I am truly not. It is my choice to judge what is in my reality. It is my choice to perceive things either in fear or in love. We are always collaborating and creating together on so many levels. I ask Isis about this illusion, this game that I'm in, this this physical reality. And I'm like, Isis, what is the purpose? And she says to me, Isabel, you came to play a game. And you really, really, really wanted to play this ascension game. And I completely forgot that I was connected to all that is, that I have a guidance system, that I am a soul having a human experience, that I am a limitless being, a pure positive love and light, that we are not separate at all. And we are never alone. And how lucky are we that we are awakening and that we are, are understanding there is so much more going on. Okay, let's listen back in. You're a cross guard. I love cross guards. <laughs> You're in between the two worlds. Oh, they tell her their story. Uh huh. They want to be heard. Yeah. Oh. So she's going to be a very good listener. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And then. And they thank her. Oh, that's so nice. And then it would probably be for her soul growth to hear all these stories and not not judge them as tragic or bad or just beautiful as, as, as experiences. 
Yes. Yeah. Yeah. The children are drawn to her. Yeah. Yeah. Oh. Well, I know she has a lot of fairies around her. Is that why the children are also drawn? It is her light. It's her light. Oh, that's wonderful. So she will help the children cross over? Yes. Mm. That's wonderful. This is why she is a medium. They will tell her their story. They want to be heard, and they thank her. The children are drawn to her. She will help the children cross over. She's a cross guard. Now, what do you think of her gift? Are you, can you see how it is for her to see the premonitions of death for a soul and what a gift it is and how the children are attracted to her light? Let's listen back in. So we were talking about her father, which I know her father is playing this role for her um, and his drinking. But she was saying that um, her dad has this half horse, half woman. Yes. Yeah. But it's not up to her to get rid of that creature for her dad. That's up to her dad, right? She will get rid of it. Oh, okay. She will release it. Oh, she'll release it. So it needs to be released? Yes. Okay. All right. And will she be doing this soon? It was a curse. Mm Mm-hmm. It was a curse put on him. Mm-hmm. Does he still need it? No. Oh, okay. So we can release this. Yes. Oh, <laughs> that's good. She will release it. Yeah. Will she know how to do it? She is powerful enough. She will not. Okay. And you'll guide her. Yes. Mm-hmm. Half horse and half woman. Pretty interesting, right? Did you catch that she is powerful enough, almost alluding that she wasn't before until this moment? That she had to have the belief and understanding that she is powerful? And did you notice when I used the word get rid of, how she said for it needed to be released? Released is a higher frequency word, and it's based in love. Getting rid of, cutting it out, is based in fear. Let's listen back in. Well, I'm glad to hear that. I think they need a little happiness and joy. (laughs) I think it's time for them to experience that. Yeah. He will get better. Oh, good. It will take time. Mm-hmm. A few years, he'll be better. 
Oh, very nice. Very nice. Yes, they do need a little happiness and joy, and he will get better. Her father will get better. It will take time, and a few years, he will be better. Did you notice that it would not be instantaneous? I thought a lot about this, about this timing thing, about divine timing, and I know time is an illusion, and the now moment is the most important. However, I think energy needs to change us on a cellular level. And this is what needs to take time. Like our body needs to catch up to our new beliefs, to our new vibration. And I also think a new idea needs time to settle in, to resonate within us. And I can relate wanting things to change immediately. But I don't think it's by design for things to change immediately in this physical reality. I don't think we could handle it. I think there are stages for seeds to grow into a tree. There needs to be uh, the space and time for things to allow to unfold. It's a natural way of things. And there are steps and stages to allow us to appreciate each moment. And I think when we become impatient, it's because we're tied to the outcome of whatever we want, whatever we do not prefer, we want it gone, and we become frustrated and impatient. And of course, see, it is wrong. But that's okay, because we're working on understanding that Each moment we can appreciate the different stages, the the different versions of ourselves, the different versions of our physical reality, the nuances, right? All right, let's listen back in. She was thinking about becoming a Reiki master. Yes. So she should pursue that? Yes. Okay. Yeah. So she's a natural healer. She is. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Is there is there anything else you would like for her to look into or do? Crystal healing. Okay. To program her crystals. They need to be programmed. Okay. She needs to get new ones. Oh, all right. And vary them. Okay. For a week. Mm-hmm. They need moon energy. Mm-hmm. And program them. Okay. Is programming setting uh, intentions for the crystals? Yes. Okay. Okay. She needs to do a grid. A protection grid. Oh, all right. For the family. Okay. 
with the crystals? Yes. All right. Yeah. That's nice. And you'll help her with the protection grid? Yes. Oh, thank you. Often in our group, a lot of us take Reiki or takes a class in Reiki or become a Reiki master. And I believe it is to gain a better understanding of energy. I too followed the same path. And for me, I think it's a really good base. I think learning about Reiki, if you're inspired, go for it, push past it. What I really liked was when they were talking about the crystal healing to program her crystals, set your intentions with crystals. My grid workers out there, are you listening? I know a lot of you are already burying crystals into the ground. I happened to meet a geologist who had this really intense textbook uh, which I loved to read, and it was very technical. Crystals have amazing properties, and crystals are in our modern-day advance, you know, on our cell phones, our quartz watch, blah, blah, blah. But crystals reflect light very well, and they have a steady frequency, and their molecular structure is also unique. I loved it when she said that crystals needed some moon energy. The moon energy is a different frequency from our sun. And it triggered a memory of uh, what I read about moon energy from Dolores Cannon. And I really want to share this part from the convoluted universe. And um, so this next part is... Um, what she channeled or in her, uh, not channeled, sorry, when she put her client under, she would often ask a question and the person channeling their higher self would answer. Okay. The moon has much energy. Human beings have never understood this. It is a very passive form of energy, totally unlike the sun which is very active and strong. However, the passive energy of the moon is equally as strong of that of the sun. Dolores then asked, we think of it being cold? Yes, it is a different type altogether. And that's why humans think of it as cold, but it is not. Dolores asked, what type of device did they use to capture the moon energy? It was shiny and bright like a piece of glass. Dolores, could you see through it like glass? No, it was silver and shiny and sat on an arc-shaped pedestal. It was concave in the center and it rotated in many directions. It was much larger than the instrument that they used for the sun because of the nature of the energy. It was 50 feet in diameter and 20 feet in height. It was very, very large. Dolores, that's probably why they had pedestals to turn it. 
Yes, it took many to move it. Dolores, was the energy from the moon, what was the energy from the moon used for? The energy of the moon could be used to alter the effects of time on human form. It could be used for healing the human body. It could be used for many things. Dolores, how would it alter the effect of time on a human body? As a person ages, there's a breakdown in cellular communication throughout the system. And because of this breakdown, it causes the organs of the body to age and to not function efficiently, therefore starving vital functions of the body. This device rejuvenated the cellular structure, allowing it to function normally at a younger age. Only those who were chosen were allowed this knowledge, and it was given to them so they could remain on earth for a longer period of time to direct the earthlings. Dolores, the energy would have had to be stored, would it not? Yes. It was stored in secret places. People were told that these were temples of gods and they were made fearful so they would leave them alone and not explore what was inside. They were not allowed to enter these places. The energy of the sun and moon were both stored in these type of places. In separate chambers, because the energy of the sun would be destructive, that of the moon. Isn't that cool, right? That came from, she asked a lot about Atlantis and that was a passage about Atlantis. So my friends out there, have you created a crystal grid? Are you combining different energies from different crystals? Are you playing? Does this resonate? All right, let's listen back in. So when she does this projection grid, should she leave the crystals out? Yes. In the formation? Okay. Yes. Yeah. For 40 days. For 40 days? Okay. 40 days. That's nice. Very nice. I'm sure that will help with the house. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It seems like they attract a lot of things. Oh, yes. <laughs> Many. Right. It's a busy house. <laughs> they well, love it. Yeah. My psychic friends out there, are you attracting many things? They say they love it. As you are awakening, my friends, depending on your purpose, you are attracting beings into your life for your highest good. My own daughter is attracting children. She is to work with the children, physical and the non-physical. And yesterday, for the first time, totally delight. I'm sorry, I have to do a proud mom moment. She says, mom, do you feel someone in the car with us? And I totally felt the psychic energy and I wasn't going to say to her because she's a teenager and, you know, mama does this woo-woo stuff, right? But I felt the tingle of the energy. That's how I personally feel it in my body. Uh, I know some of you do not feel anything in your body and that's totally 
cool. Don't worry about it. Everyone expresses their own psychic ability differently. Okay. So anyway, so she's like, mom, do you feel someone in the car? And I said, yes, I felt there was a child sitting in the back seat. I was thrilled that my daughter was aware and that she was connecting. Now, just because she was aware of a child sitting in the backseat of the car, I just want to let you know she was texting on her phone, totally ignoring it, but it made me smile because she acknowledged her ability a little bit. And children are attracted to my daughter, just like they're attracted to my psychic friend. They are attracted to her light. And I love that. Okay, let's listen back in. She needs to clear herself. Always. Clear her energy. Mm-hmm. And how do you think is the best way to clear her energies? The earth. Mm-hmm. Okay. Hold it in your uh, hands. Ah. Uh. Collect the dirt. Are you showing her? Yes. Yeah. It's very nice. Okay. She'll remember when she wakes up. Okay, in case you don't remember, Kelly, you've got to put your feet in the dirt. You've got to put dirt in your hands. And then should she just meditate? Yes. Okay. And clear. And then set your attention, Kelly, when you be, right before you meditate with the dirt in your hands and the dirt on your feet. In your feet, you're standing in dirt. Set your intentions to clear your energy. And then breathe in deeply and allow your higher self to flow through you and clear your energies and ground with Gaia. And you will feel connected to Gaia and clear you because you are Gaia's child. Yeah. She needs to clear, always clear her energy. I think this is really important for all of us to clear our fields. As we journey together, I want you to uh, really think uh, frequency and vibration and that you are uh, vibrating. And sometimes we just need to, you know, what she suggested. She said, go and collect dirt and hold it in her hands. Collect the dirt. Then meditate and clear. Ground with Gaia. I think that is why so many of my clients, when they're channeling their guides or higher self or inner being, they're always talking about like connect with nature because it clears our fields very naturally. And 
I know my friend who channels Lakishma, Beings of Light, Lakishma always said in Atlantis, they worked with water. They would bathe in water. They would soak with water. They knew water had many properties, not only to drink. It also cleans your fields. I thought it was cute that her higher self said that my friend has two dogs and she suggested that she takes her dogs for walks and connect with nature. And uh, I know it was very soft, but her higher selves, they do want her to walk them and they love her. So it was confirmation um, that her dogs love her and do want to be walked. And so my animal friends out there, are you walking your dogs? Are you talking to your dogs? Get outside. It's not only for your highest good, it's good for your dogs. And I know you know this, but it's just a friendly little reminder. Okay, let's listen back in. She will heal herself. Mm-hmm. Everything is going as it should. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, she has nothing to worry about. There are many blessings coming her way. Oh. She will grow very much this year. That's great. And her path is becoming clear. Okay. Um, I know she works. She seems to really like her job. And uh, she was telling me about uh, at work, there are some negative people there. And I said, well, that's in your path for a reason. Yes. Yeah. So she should love that person. Yes. Yeah. (laughs) And try to see the person as playing a role for her. She is. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I told her that when she feels emotion of fear or anxiety or worry, it's just her not aligned with you. Yes. Yeah. And that your higher self is seeing it from a higher perspective and not judging it is wrong. Right. Yeah. That it's actually perfect for her. It is. <laughs> and that you probably sent her that person. <laughs> I did. <laughs> She's handled it well. Yeah. Oh, that's wonderful. <laughs> she hasn't lost herself. Good. That's great. That's great. And Darlene loves her. And Darlene loves her. Okay. And they all love her. Mm hmm. That's wonderful. Yeah. 
So this connection will even be stronger between the two of you? It will. Yeah. She will heal herself and everything is going as it should. Nothing to worry about. There are many blessings coming her way. She will grow very much this year and her path is becoming clear. I just want to pause and have you think around the idea of the people that are in your life. Let's say you do not prefer them and they trigger fear in you. If you are saying if they only would behave differently or if they would only act differently or if they would only, right? We get confirmation that that person in my psychic friend's life in her office is Darlene. And Darlene loves her and is playing a role for her. That's because our higher selves are all in cahoots, guys. At least that's what I affectionately say. Nothing is random. I have to remind myself of it all the time because it feels so random. And I got confirmation that they really are playing a role for you. So whatever is coming into your reality um, that's upsetting you from a person, they are playing a role. And I ask this in many ways, and the answer is always the same. Yes, people are playing roles to trigger fears in you. They may not be aware that they're playing a role, but it's all the same because it's for you, which means you are not a victim. So whatever is happening in your current life or your current day or your current hour or moment, it is really all for you to know who you truly are. It is like, it is why they wish for us to remove the judgment of things are wrong and go into a place of acceptance to stop, look, and examine our own beliefs. If you see something in someone that you do not like, it is a reflection of what you do not like in yourself. Can you love that part of yourself? Yes, maybe, no, I know, I get it. I, when something happens to me personally that upsets me and triggers me, I know it's a wobble in my belief because we are light, my friends, and light reflects. That is the property of light. Okay, so I think my friend is doing really well because her higher self, she says that she's handling it well. She has not lost herself. And it cracked me up that she put Darlene there for her. Let's listen back in when my friend wakes up. How do you feel? Tingly. (laughs) (laughs) That's great. Warm and tingly. Yay. That's awesome. What do you remember? Um, 
Okay, that's great. Wasn't that cute? I hope you enjoyed this session and gained some nuggets of wisdom. Connect with your heart. I'm excited you're with me on this journey. And once again, thank you, Brian Murphy, for putting this podcast together. Thank you to my clients for having these amazing sessions. And if you're interested in having a session, please reach out to me. Each time you have a session, that connection with your higher self develops. And that is why I do three sessions. Three seems to be the magic number. Until next time, have a wonderful, amazing experience. See the wonder and magic of it all. If you're inspired to reach out or know somebody who is an expert in the subject matter we discussed today, please let us know. You can reach us at attractingwisdom at gmail.com or find us on Facebook under Attracting Wisdom and shoot us a message over there. Attractingwisdom.com is where we'll gather our information. Until next time, friends, explore away.